0: What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of the Compalswift Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Peter Wittem. You can find this podcast at compalswift.com. This is a special episode. This is a recorded live in front of the world, so they can hurl insults at us in the chat room. And I have got a returning guest here today. Coco Type. you know him as. I know him as the Swift genius. But, Jeff, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing just great. How's How's it going? It is going fantastic. We are we decided we should get together, talk about a couple of things, and uh try not to be too controversial. Before we start, um I can't speak for Jeff here, but I'm not under anything other than the developer NDAs at the moment, but I'm generally gonna avoid anything that might be controversial for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. Same same here. Uh currently not
1: under any specific NDAs. Uh, we are recording this prior to that possibly changing, so uh, <laughs> making sure that uh we have this live streamed so that uh I can say uh, to certain people, hey, you know, uh I had this entire conversation before I knew anything important.
0: Exactly. So I'm just a lucky guess. Don't don't come and get me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, what are we talking about here, folks? Well, yeah, we're talking about uh that headset from Apple and Vision OS. Why are we doing this? Because uh, Jeff has been working very hard on converting one of his apps and learning a lot about Vision OS. And I thought, hey, you know what? I think he makes him the perfect guest. So uh, we're just going to do this in a, a conversational way. But first of all, talk about your app and why you wanted to start by converting it to... To run on Vision OS,
1: yeah. So my app, it's called Kinio, K I N E O. It's a uh, drawing and animation app. So it emulates the flipbook style animations that you may have done as a kid, where you have a bunch of different pages. Uh, you draw an individual frame on each page, and then you flip them all together to create a you know animation or cartoon. And I've had that app on iPhone for quite some time, uh, actually had a version of it very early on in the App Store's lifetime. It kind of fell out of uh, maintenance for a while, brought it back in 2020, and it's been around ever since then, and uh, it uses pencil kit nowadays. Uh, you can draw whatever you want on uh, each individual page and kind of play them all together, share them with your friends, share them out to social media, that kind of thing. And when the Vision Pro was announced, I decided, hey, you know, like, this seems like a really cool platform. I want to do something for it. And I'm not sure really what, what I can do that's going to work well. And I, I kind of took a look at all of the apps that I had out there. And Kineo actually seemed like the most interesting one that I could do. It's kind of a creative app, which I feel like the Vision Pro is going to very much kind of favor And I think that there's, you know, we can get more into what I mean by that. But also, there's ways that I can use the Vision Pro to add new functionality to Kineo itself, which wasn't something that I felt was necessarily true out of any of my other apps, Um, apps like my app Black Highlighter, which does text redaction, like there's nothing special that I can do with the Vision Pro for redacting text. Um, But with Kineo, there is that in that. Now I've got animations that don't just have to have two dimensions to them. I could actually make animations that have three dimensions to them. And so that's what I've really been working on with Kineo for Vision Pro is how can we take this you know, app that literally existed in the very earliest months of the App Store and do something completely brand new with it now that we've got this additional platform with more functionality.
0: Yeah, and it's been interesting to watch it go through that process as well. Because, firstly, I, I do think it's a good app for Vision OS because, you know, certainly anything, any kind of creative app is going to do well. I think in the space on this because, in some ways, you're you it's your virtual kind of easel board, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got this. You instead of just having this screen in front of you on a device. Where you're drawing a picture and animating it, um, like you say with pencil kit, it now gives you that that extra dimension to essentially almost, you know, bring the a little bit of the real world back in into art. Right? You could literally stand in front of this virtual easel and draw. Now, as I've been watching you go through it, you know, at the very beginning, let's let's start with the the, the basic here, right? Because the idea being with, with Vision OS is for the most part, you know, Apple is saying, Hey developers, you can take your existing app and with little to no pain and changes have it running in, in Vision OS. Now, did that hold true for you when when it was kind of like day one and I make the build target and away it goes? How did that experience work out? So there are
1: two very different ways of running existing apps in vision pro, and I think that they're you you kind of get uh you get what you put into it and i I think apple's right but kind of hiding things when they say something like that, which is that you can in fact get your app running very easily in vision pro um in in you know, in a very like simple compatible way. And to use the, like uh, an analogy to different Apple technology, it looks a lot like when you're running uh, an iOS or iPadOS app on your Mac because it's Apple Silicon, not even Mac Catalyst, Mm. but you know, you're literally just running an iPad app in a window on your Mac. It's technically visible. It works fine. But it does not look like a system app. It is very clearly an iPad app in a window. Um, and it, it doesn't look like a, a Mac app. And so, yeah, I did that with a couple of my apps literally the day that the SDK launched. I was just like, what What can I do? Like, what, what do, do my apps look like right there? And I think with the way that Vision OS is designed, yeah, it works. You've got your app in there. It's, it's a way for you to kind of, you know, get your foot in the door. They are very clearly a subpar experience. Um, and Apple even like hides all of those apps away in their own special folder called like compatible apps or something. And they're like, these aren't real vision OS apps. You want the real vision OS apps? They're out here. Yeah. There are gradients to bringing your app to vision OS. If your app is purely Swift UI, you can kind of do what you said, which is create the build target and just build it and see what you get with Swift UI for free. Um, And Mm. I did that with one of my apps that has more Swift UI in it and it it worked okay. It, It didn't, you know, it wasn't terrible. It looked pretty good from just the very beginning. I think that if you have an app that is primarily Swift UI and you haven't done a whole lot of visual customization, that's going to be the closest to kind of what Apple's promise is where Okay. I've added vision OS. I've added true vision OS and not just this compatibility layer. And I've gotten most of my app looking good very quickly, but not a whole lot of people out there have apps that are primarily Swift UI and are, you know, complex apps. And so then the third option is, well, go build a new vision pro app from scratch. And bring in what you can from business logic, from UI, from whatever, from your other app, and in, kind of build something completely new that's truly native to Vision Pro. And that's what I'm currently trying to do with Kineo, is I've got my original iPad OS, iOS, UI kit app, and I'm taking out parts of it as I can, putting them into separate modules, but then the core of or sorry. I, the shell of the app is a brand new Swift UI basis and I'm designing it solely for vision pro. This is not a Swift UI replacement of the app that is going to go back to iPhone or iPad. I am building this, this shell that is very much, this is the vision pro shell and we're going to leave the UI kit version over there for iOS and iPadOS OS. Maybe, you know, some stuff that I've moved over to SwiftUI, it's like, okay, this is generic enough. I can put that back and modernize it slightly. But I think right now I'm going to kind of maintain the two code bases that have a shared
0: core. Interesting. Because, yeah, I I was wondering if it was going to go the way that it sounds like it did, which is, you know, much like the Catalyst experience and everything else where, you know, Apple does their best to give you a mechanism that says, you know, we sort of... I guess people famously make fun of it a little bit now. Click this one box, and, and we essentially put a wrapper around it to, to band-aid this thing uh, to make it work, right? And it's like, yes, there is now my app in this virtual space, and it's the same for the most part. Yep. Um, and And the problems that come with that, the question then becomes, that's good. But does the way that you work with the app and interact with the app work in this new era of spatial computing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of apps, you know, there are workshops you can go to with Apple to to try your apps out on the hardware. But other than that, there is no hardware right now to to actually sit down and do this and say, Does this work? It's all it's kind of like running in an iPhone simulator without mm-hmm. an iPhone. It's like, yeah. In theory this is good, you know, but we won't know for sure. When it comes to especially something like a creative app, right? You really have to address that usability part and say, think about all of my interactions with the app, does it still work in this new space? And sometimes building from scratch is the way to go to take advantage of these new things, and I think watching you go through this with Kinio is very interesting because has absolutely benefited from that approach, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, what are the things that you can bring in that feel much more native to the system? All of these compatible apps, and even, you know, some of the basic Swift UI isms, you don't get this feeling of depth and integrating with the real world the way that you do from a truly native Vision OS app. This is pretty clear when you launch you know, just a basic hello world that's a compatibility app versus a a true Vision OS app. You, with the the, like true Vision OS app, you've got that glass background effect. Uh, Everything that it does, it takes in the light from the room. It's adjusted to match like what you see around you. And it kind of exists in that space. Whereas Mm. if you launch like a compatibility app, it, it looks like you've just got almost like a TV in the room. It's not a physical object. It's a display that is showing you something else. And Mm. I think that that's the difference between the two. Now, don't get me wrong. That's totally reasonable thing to have for some apps. You know, if you've Mm -hmm. got just like a shopping app, you probably don't need to go around and like be able to like, you know, pick different icons out of the thing and, and drag them around and, you know, have them exist in the real world, but you know, something like, yeah, like a creative app or anything like that, you know, I think it is much more beneficial to kind of have it more integrated in your life and kind of fit this spatial paradigm much more than, you know, just being a a box that you interact with.
0: Yeah. Because this is sort of, I don't wanna say a criticism of mine, but this is one of the things that i I have a big question mark next to until you know the the head people actually get these headsets and start working with them is we think we know how this is gonna to feel to us and and how our brain is gonna process mm-hmm. this but i'm you know from what I understand from everybody that's been to the sessions so far, they put their headset on and then you know they they get their thirty minutes. And then they come away saying, until you use this device, you really can't comprehend how this works, right? Yep. And and how it essentially makes you feel as the user as far as this integration into this spatial world, which on the one hand is exciting, right? Because it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, you're asking me to imagine something that's never happened, so I've got no reference point, you know? The interesting part here with this too is, for your app being a drawing based, right? With pencil kit. How are you approaching the sort of the, the ideology of, okay, I don't have any kind of control device in my hand, a mouse, a touchpad or whatever to draw on the screen, right? And, and we know that we can use our hands to interact with these devices again, based on what we know. How did you approach? Essentially, making your best guesses right now as to how is someone going to take advantage of pencil kit and draw on on my canvas, right? So talk about that.
1: Yeah. So uh, the the simple answer to that question is faith. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm kind of trusting that Apple has put in the work to do that, and that is kind of what I get by using Pencil Kit instead of, you know, being a, you know, another app out there, you know, just an yeah. app like Procreate or whatnot, where they've, they've built their own system. Um, I'm really hoping that, you know, Apple has kind of done all the heavy lifting for me. And, you know, they've got the hardware. If, if anybody has the hardware right now, it's Apple. And, um, you know, kind of hoping that they've made that feel good. And I, I have a couple kind of bits of evidence that I I think are making me feel better about that one um, if you go watch the developer videos the uh, designing for spatial input video specifically they very much talk about like here's what drawing with pencil kit looks like in vision OS and Mm. they show like how you kind of have both the way where your eyes are looking and what your fingers are doing are working in tandem so you can use your eyes to move like where you kind of start but then as soon as you've started by pinching your fingers together then it's your fingers that are doing all of the work so it feels like you're drawing but you're just kind of looking to see like this is where i'm starting and then you're using your hand as though you're actually drawing and the other the other piece of evidence that i have that i think that they've nailed this is apple has very few apps that they've done, that they've put out there that are true native Vision OS apps. I said, the thing I said earlier about there's this compatible apps folder where they kind of, you know, these are the apps that aren't real Vision OS apps. If you look in there, there's a bunch of Apple apps in there. Uh, There's calendar, maps, news, reminders, shortcuts. But one of the apps that they chose to bring to Vision OS, one of the apps that is a true native Vision OS app that they made sure that they nailed was Freeform. And Freeform has that Pencilkin integration. So I think that they are working on it, that this is something that they actually care about getting done and working well, is this, you know, drawing and creating experience. And it's not, you know, just an, an afterthought. for them. So yeah. that uh, yeah, ultimately, it does come down to, I hope Apple is working on this and making it work good for me so that I don't. Like, I only have to care about the bits of it that are my app and not how it feels. No, yeah, just just hoping that Apple has kind of ha- has nailed it because they need it just as bad as I do, I, I guess, is what I'm
0: hoping. For. Right. You know, and, and actually Freeform is a good example of it right here because, you know, whiteboarding app, right? Um, not only with Freeform uh, drawing, you know, very right in line with what you're doing. Um, but also things like text entry and, and other areas. And you're right. It's crucial, I think, for Apple to solve this problem, which, like you say, is a benefit to you and many others here, because mm-hmm. this idea uh, of this spatial computing, right? You, you have to make the user forget that they're using a machine, right? And so yep. that means that the, the, my, my interaction with it, has to be smooth, seamless, sensible, and natural right and and therefore you've got to think they're working on it and it's funny because, as you were saying that, I thought to myself, Oh, you know what the perfect answer here is and and maybe i'll I'll guess at the future um Apple Pencil Three that you can use to draw in this virtual space, right? And yeah. and Apple's gets to sell another piece of hardware, which they always exactly. kind of like, yeah. you know. But it's it would be perfect, right? Solves the problem because great, I'm holding a pencil, and that's what I do when I draw things, right? And now I'm doing it in this this space. Now, um, so so you know, maybe yeah. that's where this is going to. I'm sure there's going to be some kind I, of pencil. I, yeah, I, I don't know. know that they.
1: Would necessarily make it a pencil, but definitely some kind of um, special controller there. Because then, you yeah. know, not only is it a creation tool, it's, oh, this is usable for games. This is usable for, you know, uh, other precision controls. You know, I'm, right. you know, doing logic for Vision Pro. Uh, y- you're going to need a lot more precision than you can get, I think, with your eyes and your fingers. But again, this is. This is, I think, why they have the labs and I think why mm. they are trying to bring people in is I think people are going to need to figure out for their own, like, does this work? What, what, do, what does my app feel like in how I interact with it? And, you know, this is, this is why I'm excited to try to go to the labs is, you know, I, I want to figure out what drawing feels like in Vision Pro. Because in the simulator, it's it's not it's not great. A lot of that is because they're trying to emulate a 3D world on a 2D simulator. And I, I'm very curious to see what does this feel like actually using the app, and if it doesn't work, you know, maybe I actually have to pivot what I'm doing. And um, I think somebody in my chat uh, the other day was like, "Well, what happens? Like, can you combine the two apps?" and you've got your Mm. iPad app, and you're using that as a drawing tablet for this 3D experience, um, maybe that ends up being a more useful experience. But I think that that's why Apple is having these labs, is to give people a chance to actually experience what this user experience is and, and how things actually feel to use Vision Pro in a way that you really can't do with a simulator. Apple's done these sorts of new hardware in the past and the simulator is just what you had to do. I think they did that for the iPad. They did that for the Apple watch, but those were still just basically bigger and smaller versions of the iPhone. Mm -hmm. I think that um, with vision pro, they had to do these labs because there really is just a completely different user
0: experience to this. Well, it's interesting because you touch on something there that I think also hits the heart of the problem here. Uh, at least in these early years for this, which is, as you mentioned, uh, like the simulators for the iPhone. Yes, the iPad, the watch, they're just different sized screens. And therein lies the interesting problem, right? Because is you're breaking free of those boundaries, right? Forget yeah. it. It's infinite computing, right? So for example, I would imagine if I'm drawing a line in this 3D space, and, you know, I've got Kineo here with the canvas and I've reached the edge of the canvas. You have to do something still because you've reached the edge of a space in something that doesn't have edges, right?
1: Yeah, I think that that's there are a number of different types of apps that are being developed for Vision Pro. And I think, understandably so, a lot of the hype has gone around apps that are full 3D, more immersive, mm-hmm. um, apps that are built in Unity. Rest in peace Uh, or <laughs> reality kit or anything like that, where y- you kind of have physical objects in your experience. But Apple has also really pitched like, no, you know, we have these traditional window based apps as well, where it's effectively two and a half D. There is a window, there is a physical space and those still have the constraints of a traditional desktop environment. And I think Uh that over time, we will see far more of those apps than the apps that are fully immersive spaces, that are physical objects, that kind of thing. I think that people will find that, no, actually, you know, having just a bunch of screens, a bunch of windows all around you is more effective than, oh, you know, I've got this 3D space and, you know, the kind of like minority report effect uh yeah. i'm picking stuff up or or you know iron man or anything like that where i'm like manipulating 3d objects in a world i think that people are going to realize no actually basic standard computing i can put it wherever is more preferable option than waving your arms around and and playing with fake cubes
0: well you know um and, and if i had to pick between those two i'm going with the iron man one because <laughs> uh firstly it's a suit and i can fly but secondly from a minority report it was all well and great but apparently they filed their tps reports on wooden balls with lasers so i feel uh, like no, maybe they're missing something there a little just a little bit I, you know
1: i, I that that's got to be vision pro 2 is the one that shoots lasers
0: <laughs> yeah with lasers so all right uh so tell folks Firstly tell them where where they can find Kineo right now to use it on their outdated two D devices.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's on uh Kineo.app, uh K I N E O dot APP. Um, find it uh there and uh, that'll link you to the app store. Right. You can find uh, all my my uh you know, my doings, all of my other apps and my Twitch account uh, at cocotype.com, and uh th- that'll link you to everything else, including Kineo.
0: Yep, we will put links in the show notes for all of this, including uh, you should definitely go on to uh, Jeff's YouTube and check out, uh, follow along, right? You know, binge watch the, the Vision OS development series of, of turning Kineo uh, into cyberspace, right? Definitely. Yep. Do that.
1: I've got uh, separate playlists for all of my Vision OS streams, all of my Kineo streams. So if you are wanting to focus on any one thing in particular, it's, it's pretty easy to find.